Well, hello there! Welcome to episode 44 of Musical Connections. I'm Zach Snow, and this next episode of the podcast is Bringing the Fire. We're going to be speaking to Indigenous singer-songwriter out on the West Coast, Lorna Lovell, on Next to Connect. We're going to talk to her all about her career, how her Mi'kmaq heritage influences her music, and the two albums she released this year, titled Song Seeds and Bring the Fire. We'll have all that and so much more on Next to Connect, right after a star-studded newfound releases. Of course, this week's new tunes were released between September 17th and the 23rd, and we kick it off with a brand new song from the Sunny Don't Go Away album coming out October 20th. The album title is inspired, of course, from one of the lines of Sunny's dream, Sunny Don't Go Away. And it is a Ron Hines tribute album. I cannot wait for the full thing to come out. But right now, here's another little taste of what you can expect on that new album. Here's Amelia Curran with Dwayne Andrews and their take on Dark River on newfound releases. Just driving past And you could miss it Like that Since they re-ran the highway And the dance hall Burned down Well that's the last hope For me and that town So I drove out One morning With the sun in my eyes And I followed the dark river out to the skies and I found me a place that wasn't far out of sight where I dreamed of those dark river nights where we danced and we danced till the moon went down and then we drove out to dark falls and turn the lights down and we never stayed so late that word got around dark river is just a small town dark river is just a small town Since they re-ran the highway 
and the dance hall burned down. That's the last hope for me and that town. Well, that's the last hope for me and that town. Kern and Dwayne Andrews a haunting take there on Dark River here on Newfound Releases. And now we go to singer-songwriter Carl Lundrigan. Here's his new tune, This Is My Broken Heart, on Newfound Releases. I hear a foghorn wail in the distance I watched the rain slowly falling down The wind seems to whisper your name to me I imagine you here as I look around I feel your hand softly upon shoulder as you gently run your fingers through my head it's times like this when I miss you most of all it's times like this I wish that you were
a cold, clear day. The morning you left me, I saw the life leave your body, and I cried for a moment. A gentle peace lingered over you. Your soul is now in him. Lundgren on newfound releases with my broken heart. We now go to a brand new artist making her debut on this segment, Janelle Chantel. And the one thing I get most excited about this segment for is having new artists like herself be super excited and super pumped that they're getting their song featured on the podcast. And that really means a lot. If there's one thing I like to say is that it's easy to start the promotion of a song. It's even harder to continue it. Well, right now, here's a little taste of what you can expect from Janelle Chantel. Here's her debut single, This Is Time, on Newfound Releases. Yeah. Ooh, oh, 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 oh. 
Chantel, a beautiful tune there that is time on newfound releases. We now go to country singer-songwriter Justin Fancy, CBS's own, and he's got a brand new album dropping this Friday. I'll be spinning one of those tracks that I haven't featured yet on newfound releases next week. But right now, here is the final single from his upcoming album, Whiskey and Me, with co-writing credits from Riley Taylor out of New Brunswick. This is Go Easy on newfound releases. Back and forth and spinning times, what are we proving? There ain't nothing left behind. We've been one foot in, one foot out. Build it up just to tear it down. Who are we fooling? Maybe it's time, but if you're gonna leave me, don't say goodbye. If you're gonna Swallow 
set to come out this Friday, September 29th. We now head out to Campbellford, Ontario, as we spin a new song from Ken Tizard and Music for Goats. Of course, he adds roots from this province, living here in St. John's for his early adult life. And he's been living in Campbellford, Ontario for a good part of three decades. But of course, his roots will always be in this province, and it's always great to know that Ken Tizard is always thinking about home. Well, right now, let's get to his new tune from the upcoming album, The Dag Sessions. Here's Pain Free Living, I Like to Get High, on newfound releases. I like to get high, I like to get higher, I like to get more high than I was before. I like to get stoned, I like to get stoner, I like to get more stoned than I was before. Cause I don't have the perfect job I dreamed of And at times I can take it for a while And sometimes I take small things for granted While other times all I can do is smile I like to get higher I like to get higher I like to get more higher Than I was before I like to get stoned, I like to get stoner, I like to get more stoned than I was before. Cause I don't have a moment of pain free living, and at times I can take it for a while. And sometimes it takes away a part of me that's real, and other times I just wanna close my eyes and hide. I like to get higher. I like to get higher. I like to get more high than I was before. I like to get stoned. I like to get stoner. I like to get more stoned than I was before.
like to get high. I like to get higher. I like to get more high than I was before. I like to get stoned. I like to get stoner. I like to get more stoned than I was before. To be honest, it's an uphill battle with depression, and the drugs the doctor gives me ain't so tight. Sometimes it feels like my skin is crawling, and other times bad TV can be alright. I like to get high. I like to get higher. I like to get more higher than I was before. I like to get stoned. I like to get stoned. I like to get more stoned than I was before. I like to get high. To get higher, I like to get more high than I was before. I like to get stoned, I like to get stoner, I like to get more stoned than I was before. Ken Tizzard and Music for Goats, that is pain-free living, I like to get high on newfound releases. And we wrap up this week's batch of releases with superstar Tim Baker. He's got a brand new record coming out next month titled Along the Mountain Road, which is set to be released on all streaming platforms on October 20th. Well, here's the second single from his new EP. This is Pilgrims on Newfound Releases. If this was another time You'd have been one of the holy kind Clasping hands And talking soft To the night Rising up a pilgrim on the road Begging bread for your bones Waking from this dream you're in now Will you just scroll And scroll Just give me patience Just give me strength Just let me taste that Sweetness again I know it's waiting I feel it just around the bend Just give me patience I'll get to it yet If this was another time I'd be coughing in the mind But here we are now Getting on a plane I'm feeling bored In the sky As wildfires take the west You put the Before I 
I just love doing this segment of the Musical Connections podcast. It lets me discover brand new music, and it gives the opportunities to people that would normally not get an opportunity on major radio stations. It's helping build the music industry one song at a time. If you have any new tunes for newfound releases, here's what you need to include. You need to include the song, which is the most important thing, in wave or MP3 form. You gotta include a press photo. Fo- you gotta include some press photos of yourself. So I like to post them on social media to promote what new releases are gonna be aired that week. So uh, send me a photo of that. Make sure they're landscape photos, and make sure you include some production credits as well. Because in the descriptions of Musical Connections podcast episodes, I like to give credit to the songwriter and what album it's from and the artist itself. They all deserve credit for putting in the work that they do to make wonderful music for all of us to enjoy. Of course, you can send all of that to musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com. I'll be looking for releases that are going to be coming out between September 24th and the 30th, and I'm super excited to see what we have in store for next week's podcast. On the note of this week, it is time for Next to Connect, and we will be connecting with Indigenous singer-songwriter Lorna Lovell. We talked to her all about her upbringing in Cornerbrook, about how her Mi'kmaq heritage has influenced her music and her stage presence, the Arts and Letters Award for her song Come Home, which is featured on her brand new album, which came out a few months ago titled Song Seeds, and we're also going to talk about the other album she released in that month's span titled Bring the Fire. We'll have all that and so much more on Next to Connect as we are connecting with singer-songwriter Orna Lovell. Welcome back to Musical Connections, and this is Next to Connect. I'm your host, Zach Snow, and we are going to introduce you to a songwriter who has had a couple of albums out and released two this year, one titled Song Seeds, the other titled Bring the Fire. Her song Come Home was featured, was a winning entry in the senior music category for the Arts and Letters and L Awards at the Rooms this past year in St. John's, and this most recent album has a feature on this uh, record from Ching Cha, who was the Global Music Artist of the Year this year. And um, these two albums are set to uh, take uh, this artist's career to the very next level. And joining me right now from Cornerbrook is uh, the one and the only Lorna Lovell. Lorna, welcome to Musical Connections. Thanks again for having me. And uh, thanks again for coming on. Congratulations again on these two brand new albums. Uh, I featured... uh, some of the singles on the podcast in the past on newfound releases and um great job on, on all of them they, they sound amazing thank you so much i'm really really happy with these albums i'd say uh, especially like you released them like um in the span of three months uh, that must have been a lot of work to put in uh it was and actually there were some delays both of those albums were part of a you know a project that was funded through arsenal and uh there was, you know, some delays, and so they were supposed to be released a little bit further apart, but they ended up being like a month apart. So I could make my deadline, but uh, it was a rush, rush, rush at the end. <laughs> but there they are. <laughs> well, you, you kind of reminded me of like, you know, when Green Day put out Uno, Dulce, and Tres, and they, I think they released in like four, five-month span in between each other. So well, you kind of mm-hmm. expedited that with um, Song Seeds and Bring the Fire. Yep, I don't know how. <laughs> it's all <a> blur now. <laughs> well, um, now that the albums are out, you get to enjoy them, and we're going to talk about them later on in this conversation on Next to Connect. But uh, just f- first things first, Lorna, uh, how are things in your world right now? Oh, they're pretty good. Uh, still busy. I um, 
I've been busy, you know, laying around mostly in this area. I did get out to Carbonair for Jam on the Rock uh, earlier this summer. And, of course, I was in St. John's back in April, uh, April and May. Um, you mentioned Come Home won the Arts and Letters Award. Well, I was invited to go perform it for the reveal at the room. So uh, that was super cool. My first time there, actually. And then I was invited back for the Premier's Arts Initiative announcement. Uh, for the same song and being that it was, you know, such an important song. Um, I was, you know, really, really thrilled about that. So yeah, I've been uh, super duper busy. <laughs> and can't stop. Won't stop. is kind of your motto right now. Uh, when it comes to, you know, no. right. <laughs> never, never going to stop. <laughs> exactly. Now I want to go back to your early days. Cause uh, you originally grew up in a uh, corner Brook, Newfoundland. And uh, you're an indigenous singer-songwriter from there. And uh, you got into music uh, because your father used to be a singer-songwriter himself. So uh, tell me a little bit more about why you wanted to pursue music in the first place. Sure. So my dad, uh, Gordon Lovell, was a songwriter, which I didn't realize until I was in my teens. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, and and after I had already um, heard Corey Hart for the first time, which was through radio. That's how I got my music basically back then. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, I thought, like, his music was so poetic, and it was really inspiring. And it entered my head, you know, to want to write music, but it wasn't, like, something they were teaching in school or anything. And I didn't know anybody, you know. I didn't have any kind of network back then. And then I realized that my dad was a songwriter. One of the songs I heard him singing around the house, like, was one of my favorite hymns, and I was like, he wrote that, you know. And so that kind of spurred me to uh, to try writing but I actually didn't get into it until I was like literally in my 30s wow you know busy raising a family well you know <laughs> busy raising a family and stuff and also like it's hard to get started when you've never done it before I think gotcha um yeah I don't know what I was so afraid of but once I start it was like there's no stopping me now <laughs> Absolutely. I also learned that I was Nigma um when I was a teenager too because it was something that was um well, in my dad's words, he said we weren't allowed to talk about it. So, oh wow, yeah. I mean, a lot of people hid their uh, Mi'kmaq identity around here just because of social and economic persecution. I mean, it wasn't always a good thing, you know. Well, um, I would imagine you're proud to be Mi'kmaq now, knowing you know the impact that you've had in music. And another person that um that uh, is Mi'kmaq who is really killing it in the country scene right now, and who you've opened for is uh jason benoit so yes sir so tell me a little bit about like um like how you guys now are really leading that charge you know being mi'kmaq singer songwriters and uh, really killing it in the country scene um i'm not sure how that's happening but i'm very grateful i know i've had some really wonderful opportunities through uh my halibu band um i got to play in a wigwam actually for writers at woody point couple years ago i guess um, yeah that was super cool it was uh, jeremy dutcher was playing at night so i got to go see him live and that was just incredible and i've seen him a couple times since then as well brought my my daughter and my mom uh and they were absolutely you know gobsmacked <laughs> he's incredible yeah like i don't know another word it was you know he's incredible um but yeah, you know, uh, I've also, I just recently opened for Paul Pike. Uh, Paul is another Mi'kmaq singer-songwriter, incredible musician. He's so gifted. 
and it's cool that I get to call him friend, you know. Yeah. And uh, I opened for him at the Rotary Arts Center recently. And we pulled Dave McHugh on stage with us. That was his idea. That was uh, Paul's idea. And nice. we did one of uh, Dave's songs, and I actually used uh, Paul's hand drum. And just a fun little number, you know, but uh, Paul actually played flute. Wow, that's um, pretty cool. And sang back up for that. Yeah, it was just like a little grab him up and, and do it. It was very cool. That's awesome. Now, of course, um, it says on here on your website, LornaLevel.com, um, that um, when you play on stage, uh, you usually bring in an acoustic guitar, but you've also added ukulele, electric guitar, and a traditional Mi'kmaq drum. So how has your indigenous roots really uh, you know, influenced uh, not just your music, but your stage presence? Honestly, um, I've only used the hand drum the odd time because I can't play more than one instrument at a time. Oh, <laughs> you know, I can gotcha. I can only do one thing at a time, right? I'm only one little person, but um, <laughs> m- mostly how it's influencing me lately is uh, through my lyrics. Um, I'll give you a quick little example, uh, and that would be "All of Me." All of Me is uh, the first song on Bring the Fire and the latest album here, and basically says, uh, "I am a preacher's daughter, and I'm also known to swear." Ain't lighting fires with holy water. Use tobacco in my prayer. And it's just, it speaks about, you know, being comfortable in your own skin and, you know, being okay with who you are and everybody else better be, you know, you can kind of take me or leave me, right? Because the course is take all of me, you know. Um, but it just shows the juxtaposition in my life when you're Mi'kmaq and Christian. You know, it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, what? So, yeah. You know, that's how I kind of bring my, my culture and, and who I am to my music. And that one's pretty much in your face. So, but stuff like Old Blue Ford, too, talks about, you know, basically living out on the land. I mean, all the camping we did in the, you know, around the province. And um, we didn't spend much time in the camper, uh, you know, on Old Blue Ford, but uh, it was mostly like outside, right? And so just talking about that way of life. Uh, in that song, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, your one of your first tastes of uh, songwriting success was uh, you co-wrote Rachel Cousins' uh, song, Hope to Bring, and that ended up getting a sync placement in The mm-hmm. Wedding Planners. So uh, how did you get involved with uh, singing uh, or, you know, writing that song for Rachel Cousins? Um, and what did that uh, sync placement mean to you, you know, just that early on into your career? Um, that was... Pretty sweet, actually. It was um, through a songwriter workshop that was uh, funded by Music and L, and I believe Bell funded that as well. Uh, but Music and L hosted in St. John's, and that was in 2019. Uh, I was going out for a Corey Hart concert, actually. Oh, wow. My, yeah, I was going out to see him uh, at Mall One. That was my second time getting to see him. My friend was coming out with me. And... Uh, when I saw that there was a workshop that same weekend, I was like, this is, you know, it's meant to be, right? So I signed up for it because co-writing was never, I don't know, never really entered my head. Like I, I write all my stuff myself. And other than um, Clint helping out on Princess to a Queen, uh, that one with Rachel is the only co-write really that I had that's been recorded. Um, and getting a stink placement that early on, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. 
I came pretty close since then uh, with one for Fly My Whiskey, and it just didn't take. But uh, it was encouraging, you know, to know that people are listening. Absolutely. Now, uh, you released your debut album, Whenever I Sing, in 2020. And uh, two of the standout songs from that album was your debut, Island Girl, and uh, the mm-hmm. latter song, All Your Dances. And that song received a music video, and uh, it ended up getting uh, second place in the best indie category at the 4th Annual Canadian Independent Music Video Awards in 2022. So uh, tell me a little bit more about uh, All Your Dances and how that re- that video really uh, came to be. All Your Dances? <sighs> Such a sweet song. I, I know several couples now that are, are using, that have used it as their first dance for their wedding. Oh, wow. Which is super cool. Yeah, super cool. Um, but the video came about, um, actually, Evan and uh, Becky McHugh directed and produced it. Uh, well, Becky was creative director. Um, and they are Dave McHugh's children. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm guessing most of your listeners have heard of Dave McHugh. He's a, an artist over here on the West Coast, and you know he's been around for quite a while. He's a household name over here. <laughs> so, and actually, it was him, like I said, that uh, we dragged up on stage last Thursday at the Rotary Arts Center. Nice. And uh, had a little impromptu jam, so it was cool. But yeah, um, Becky and Evan did a phenomenal job on that video, and in getting, um, like, I wanted to show you know, the longevity in romantic relationships and, you know, starting it when you're young and and leading up into your senior years that, you know, just to show that level of commitment. And so I needed younger actor and actress. And I did male and female, of course, because I'm heterosexual. So, you know, that's who I am. So that's who I was speaking to. So um, we had a senior couple from here in Cornerbrook, although they weren't a couple couple, but they... (laughs) <laughs> posed as a couple and uh, mm-hmm. the couple getting married it was uh, filmed actually up at the Marble Mountain and they actually did get married that was from their wedding ceremony and um, the younger couple uh, Isabella Murphy and Cameron Jenkins came all the way over from the East Coast actually and uh they were super excited, you know, to get a chance to be in a music video. And they are budding actor and actress, you know. they've uh, Actually, Cameron was in uh, an episode of uh, Son of a Critch fairly recently. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, really cool kids. They came all the way over, you know, their moms brought them over. And uh, they just really added uh, that level of extra level of sweetness the video, you know, and so you saw them and then to the married couple and then the senior couple. Uh, and it was just, it was just really sweet. It was a great experience. And, and uh, they taught it all together. Evan and Becky taught it all together. And it's, yeah, it's got like over 10,000 views. It was featured on MTV a couple times, you know. And actually the last time it was on, um, we had like a little, I guess, a viewing party <laughs> up at one of the long-term care homes. Yeah. And uh, everybody got to see it kind of the same time. And, you know, it was super cool. I was really happy with how it turned out. It was sweet. And part of it was filmed at the Rotary Art Center as well, like the, the live clips. And also down at Charlotte's uh, Point Park, which is one of my favorite go-to places here. It's a quick way to get to the beach. It's like 10 minutes outside Cornerbrook. So. Yep. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, uh, 
Fast forward to uh, 2023, you uh, wrote Come Home and you released that um, as part of your uh, first uh, album that you put out this year called uh, Song Seeds. But Come Home mm-hmm. in particular uh, uh, won um, the uh, Senior Music Category at the Arts and Letters NL Awards at the Rooms in St. John's. So uh, tell me a little bit about Come Home and uh, how did you find out that you uh, received that award for um, the Senior Music Category for Come Home? Come Home is a very special song. I kind of sat on that one for a bit. We were trying to add some flute to it, and it just didn't work out. Um, But basically, I was kicking the Come Home idea around my head, thinking I need to write something about that. Like there was something trying to get it, you know what I mean? And uh, it ended up being different than what I thought. And Come Home for me is about, uh, it's for the Indigenous children who never got to come home from the residential schools. And it's also for our missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls and two-spirit people. And uh, it's pretty powerful. I call it my serious song off that album. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty special. And I learned through email that I uh, was a winner in that category. And so it was quite emotional. And I was supposed to, you know, I had to keep it to myself until a big reveal. So that was hard. Um, but it was cool knowing, you know, that this song was going to get the attention that it deserves. Um, and so I, I was invited actually to go and perform it for the reveal. So I hopped in my car and drove all the way out. And it was, it was an incredible experience. Um, it was in the atrium at the rooms, of course, overlooking St. John's Harbor, you know, and met some really wonderful people and other artists. And, um, it was, I also got invited back to uh, perform it, like I said, for the Premier's Arts Initiative announcement. And so I remember playing it actually, and Alan Doyle was sitting in the back row, like just a few seats over from me. And, you know, he was sitting up smiling at me and nodding along. And it was pretty surreal. Uh, Rick Mercer was there, you know, and, and the Minister of Arts, Culture, and Recreation, along with the Premier, basically sitting right next to me as I played it. And as cool as all that is, it was cooler to me that I was singing about this very serious subject um, and bringing that story to light in a, in a bigger way than I probably could have done it over here on my own. You know what I mean? And uh, and maybe people that don't get to hear about our story too often, right? Other than, you know, not from a national level, but from a very personal perspective here like I said my indigenous roots were hidden and sometimes I wonder if it wasn't because of the fact that you know people's kids were being taken so of course you know it would be natural that you would hide your your Mi'kmaq identity if you're afraid your kids are going to be taken from you right and just to be able to bring that to a larger stage I guess eventually that meant a lot to me yeah and I'm glad to hear that um you know it got that recognition that it did and um and especially, you know, you're bearing your heart and soul into this new song. Um, I think it's one of my favorite songs from Song Seeds, too. Uh, just, you know, the emotion you bring and just the instrumentation that um, Clint and uh, yourself bring there as well. Um, it's a really beautiful tune. Thank you. Now, um, that's actually the fifth track on your uh, second studio album, which came out um, about a month or two ago called uh, Song Seeds. So uh, tell me a little bit more about uh, recording that record. Song Seeds? Oh, that that one means the world to me because I finally got one of my dad's songs on there, you know. 
um, as I said, my dad was a songwriter and he always wanted me to record some of his music. Mm-hmm. And he passed in 2018. He had dementia the last 10 years of his life. So. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, that was a very hard thing to go through. And, you know, he's been gone now for five years, which seems, you know, it's hardly believable sometimes. Wow. But, uh, yeah, and, and finally now just getting one of his songs recorded, the Fisherman's Widow uh, song seeds uh, was written by my dad. Mm-hmm. And just recently, actually, I got to perform that live i played at a, a festival um in mcarbers where i actually grew up wow and uh yes yeah, out, out the bay it's uh, on the north shore of the bay of islands and uh i literally stood on the stage outside and sang about looking at the bay as she looked out the bay is one of the lines probably from a similar spot where dad you know would have been inspired to write it from right yeah and, same bay, the same community. And a lot of my family were there because my uncle actually had passed that weekend. So there was a lot of family around. And wow. So it was, it was pretty emotional. It was pretty cool. Um, sad that my dad couldn't be there, but I, I ruined a bit good money that he knows, you know. So, yeah, that, that album, um, some funny stuff on there because, you know, that's who I am. I got I to gotta be silly sometimes. And uh, Song Seeds, of course, is the title track on there. And that's basically about how, you know, my dad would be writing little notes all over the house <laughs> when he was writing. You know, he'd write his little ideas down and he called them his Song Seeds. And so that's where the song and that's where the title for the album came from. Wow, that's really cool. Um, you actually worked on the this album, I believe, uh, your debut album as well. And, and also uh, Bring the Fire to... Uh, with uh, Springdale's Clint Curtis out of Seven View Studios uh, out in uh, Springdale. And uh, Clint Curtis has really uh, made a name for himself when it comes to uh, producing music. Uh, of course, uh, him and Justin Fancy have had a really good working relationship since 2020. And look at how far Justin Fancy has gone there. But of course, uh, you and Clint have had a great working relationship too uh, since th- that same amount of time as well. So what's it like working uh, with Clint Curtis? Um, it's amazing. Really, it's it's amazing. Um, I first spoke with him in 2019 and visited his studio in 2019, actually. And I can't imagine going to anybody else. I mean, he can he can do anything. <laughs> and we spoke earlier about uh, one of the songs from Bring the Fire as an example of how incredibly gifted he is at mixing stuff down because there was so much packed into drag and bring the fire and then we brought the goose on it which was also very powerful and for him to be able to mix that just right yeah he, he's great to work with and again um, he helped me out with uh, princess to a queen which is the lead track off song seeds um you know we've when you're making music together it's a very personal thing like this obviously is you know it's a business relationship but it's so personal um so the lines definitely get crossed there, you know, because that song was so personal to me. And when I first brought it to him, I knew I had to include it on this album. Um, I first played it and he was like, I feel like the verses are too long. And that takes a lot of trust to be able to, you know, critique someone's songs on both sides, right? Yeah. And I, I knew, I knew 
too, right? I had felt um, that the verses were a bit long, but I didn't know how to, I hadn't really tried to break them down, you know? And so we worked at it then and changed things around. And um, there was a couple lines in there. I was like, nope, they've got to stay. So I ended up shifting it to the bridge and got rid of that stuff. And anyway, bada boom, bada bing, Bob's your uncle. We came up with what you hear on the album and it's way better than what it was, you know, Um, just in terms of arrangement. And kind of, I guess, get to the point and keeping, you know, the listener's attention, that kind of thing. Because it's such a sweet little story and something that a lot of people can relate to. So um, having his help on that and, you know, being able to be comfortable enough with each other to, to give and take critiques like that is so important. And just besides the fact that he's an incredible songwriter and musician himself, so, you know, yeah, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure and honor to be able to work with him. Absolutely. And, of course, uh, the second album that you released uh, in that month span, um, of course, following Song Seeds, is uh, Bring the Fire. And the title track, Dragon Bring the Fire, features Gu Chen from Ching Cha, who was really uh, exploded ever since she moved here to the province uh, many, many years ago. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, she had her award-winning album, The Numinous Journey. And she's also working on a brand new record uh, uh, with a band called Cha 3, featuring Richie Perez and Brian yeah. Dalton. But, um... You uh, feature Gu Cheng on Dragon Bring the Fire. So how did Ching Cha get involved in all this? Well, basically, when I was writing Dragon Bring the Fire, I could hear it. I knew it was going to have to be very powerful instrumentally um, to show the power, basically. Dragon Bring the Fire is about um, finding your inner strength, finding your inner power. You know, I was... Picked down a lot in high school. I hate using the word bully because, I don't know, I feel like people are desensitized to that now. But, you know, it wasn't always uh, happy times in high school. High school was rough. Right. And um, not just high school, but, like, throughout my life. I'm very petite and it's genetic. I can't help it. <laughs> you know, I, that is who I am. But I've often had people say really rude things to me over the years for, for my size, you know. Um, body shaming goes always you know it's not for any specific body type it can happen to anybody and so dragon bring the fire to me was just like you know like look out (laughs) i'm here and i'm powerful i may be tiny but you know i can accomplish big things and despite being you know maybe underestimated sometimes um and how i came across jing i mean honestly when i heard gujin in my head when I was writing this song, I didn't even know what that instrument was called, right? Yeah. At the time. And then when I heard about Jing Jia through music and I was like, ooh, so there's somebody in the province who actually plays this, you know, and this is what it's called. And, and then I um, was made aware that she was coming to 62 Broadway at Laughing Heart Music for a workshop and uh, basically to teach us about her instrument, which she has a PhD in, by the way. Oh, yeah, ethnomusicology. I mean, yeah, yeah, she is just incredible, right? So I did her workshop, and I asked her if she would be open to playing in a song of mine if I sent it to her, and she was like, sure, you know, and she gave me her email address. And I brought Mom to her show that evening at the Rotary Arts Center here in Cornerbrook, and it was just incredible. Um, so I did email her, you know, the, the track, what I had so far, which was, I cried when I got that, by the way. Oh, that wow. Was, yeah, it was the first preview mix that I heard from that album. And 
little side note here. I actually was having a dream. Having a little, I'll call it an old lady nap. <laughs> I don't know what I was at that day, but I was. I was having a little, just a little snooze on the couch there. And I, um, it was basically, I was standing backstage and things were dark, like they were all black. But you know how backstage often is. I'm not sure where it was, but I know it was something big. And Clint was with me. And just basically, you know, making me feel confident, I guess, and like a, a level of comfort. There was no words in the dream, you know, how weird dreams are sometimes, but just that feeling like, you know, oh, this is going to be awesome, right? And I woke up and I just, for some reason, just immediately checked my email off my phone and I had an email from him with preview mixes for Dragon Bring the Fire and uh, I think all of me. And that was the first one I clicked on was Dragon Bring the Fire. And it was just so powerful and so cool. I literally had tears streaming in my cheeks. So that was what I sent to, uh, once we get the vocals on it, that's what I sent to uh, to Jing. And she loved it. And, you know, she she said that it resonated with her. You know, I guess the meaning behind the song. And so we scrabbled and got her into the studio in St. John's. And she sent me... Um, like a preview of what she intended to do with it. And I was like, holy, like, it's hard for me to talk about without swearing because it's just like, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so good, right? And then, of course, um, Clint took it and mixed it in expertly, and it just sounds so incredibly cool. I love it. I absolutely love it. And she was really happy with it as well, so. That's how it came to be. <laughs> That's absolutely wonderful. And, of course, uh, it's a great album, too. Of course, um, Dragon Bring the Fire and Like and Share are um, two of the standout tracks to me, in my opinion. Of course, you mentioned All of Me uh, is, an, is one of your favorite tracks, too. Um, so we're going to play um, that song, Dragon Bring the Fire, right after this conversation on Next to Connect. But um, what else is next for you? Do you got any more gigs uh, on the horizon uh, over the next few months? Right now, things are pretty calm. Um, I haven't gone out of my way to be trying to book anything right now. I'm just trying to uh, basically pay back <laughs> the expenses <laughs> from this album. You know, I'm just like trying to, I don't know, take a second here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do have a regular gig at Glimmelin, so I'll be there around the 22nd of September. Um, I do a lot of covers. Uh, that's a, usually a three-hour, you know, three sets, right? Mm -hmm. But I mix in some of my originals there, and I've got people starting to show up and asking for my originals there, which is pretty cool too. So that's wonderful. And for people who want to find out more about what you're going to be up to next, where you're going to be playing, and follow you on your journey, uh, where can they go? Um, the best place to find out is on my website at. www.lornalovell.com and you can also follow me on Facebook at Lorna Lovell Official. That is awesome. Now, uh, Lorna, thank you so much for joining me on the Musical Connections podcast here on uh, the Next to Connect segment of it. And uh, congratulations again on these two brand new albums. And uh, we'll be featuring more of your music uh, when you do make it and when it does become available. So uh, thanks again for joining me. You have a wonderful day and um, congratulations again on these two new records. Thanks so much, Zach. That was Lorna Lovell, Indigenous singer-songwriter from Cornerbrook. You can get her brand new albums, Song Seeds and Bring the Fire, wherever you stream your music and wherever you get your music. Right now, with a little help from Ching Cha on the Gu Chen, here's the title track to her most recently released album. This is Dragon 
Bring the Fire, right here on the Musical Connections Podcast. podcast i tell you that much that puts a wrap on episode 44 and a big thank you to lorna lovell for joining me as my guest on next to connect and to all the musicians who contributed songs for newfound releases of course if you have any question about either segment of the podcast email musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com or you can dm me on my various social media platforms well coming up next week we're going to be talking with three of the members of pop rock band brookfield line we're going to talk to Curtis Harding, Ryan Sheaves, and Len O'Neill. 
and we're going to speak to them about their debut album, Pick Me Up, how the band got together, and a whole lot more. And we're also going to ask them what their favorite Beatles album is, because three of the members of Brookfield Line came from the tribute band to the Beatles, Beatles for Sale. That is going to be a fun podcast that drops next week, October 3rd. New episodes of Musical Connections drop every Tuesday at 12 noon, Newfoundland Standard Time, on Apple, Spotify, RSS, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for connecting once again this week. I've been your host, Zach Snow. Stay safe and please be kind to one another, and until next time, safe home.